1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Man on the Post. I'm Greg. I'll be filling in as host today as Ross has had a child and uh, Colin's gone to see uh, some old bloke in concert. So well, apologies for well, that. that. Man.
2: Have you not heard? Yeah. So, um, Cancelled on him. Is, has he? Oh, that's heartbreaking.
1: I know. He, he brought, must be absolutely gutted.
0: He's brought his mum all the way down from Yorkshire.
1: Oh, no. And he At least she's got to minute. see what. You know, civilizations
0: like <laughs>
1: um, Essex. Of oh, good
0: point. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Luckily for her, I don't think she ever had to set foot in Essex. Oh, that's alright then. I think she's just seen the <laughs> finer sights of London.
1: Right away from civilization and Yorkshire, let's start on football, and we'll head over to Lancashire and Old Trafford, where Sunderland have gone and beaten. Manchester United at Old Trafford who saw this one coming Adam
0: no I don't think I didn't see this coming not after not after what you thought was the feel good factor around Old Trafford but um, gigs out gigs out indeed Um, it's probably the best thing that could have happened to Manchester United in that regard though isn't it That, that it'll put all this gigs gigs being manager talk just throws it completely out the window I know, that, I know that's probably what you would have liked to see, Chris, isn't it?
3: Well, no, I, th- I think it adds a little bit of a spanner in works. I mean, it wasn't entirely unpredictable, but if he has a bad couple of games or so, then it strengthens Van Gaal's hand if he doesn't want to include many of those class of 92, does it? And then you've already got divisions before next season started. I think what United could have done is Giggs not losing him in these four games that he's got and... Um, him kind of acknowledging it's too early for him to take a job like that, and then Van Hal coming in and having his as assistant or, or whatever. This kind of puts a little bit of a spanner in those works, especially if he keeps losing.
0: Do you not think that he, he has an opportunity to go in, and learn still, or do you think it will be a sort of Alan Shearer-esque end to his oh, managerial spent, career?
3: He's spent 20 years learning, hasn't he? He's learned under the best, hasn't he? This, he can't really... Um, well, looking at the future, he can't really go to another team and learn. I mean, what's going to a lower league club or a lower Premier League club going to teach him? Because he's already at the biggest club, well, the second biggest club in the league. But
0: Oh, we'll let that
3: be right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, he's kind of got a free pass. But at the same time, he doesn't want to make an absolute hash of it in the next two games, does he? Because it, it loosens his hand when it when it comes to Van Hal picking his coaching staff. He's also kind of got a responsibility for um, Neville Button Skulls as well. If he does lash it up the last few games, then what will come of them?
1: His team selection was a bit odd, wasn't it? You'd think you'd just stick with the same for the same eleven that played in a 4-0 win last time but around. But he's got
2: to keep up the record that they haven't had the same team in two games in a row yet this season, have they?
0: Well, Rooney wasn't well, unwell, like... wasn't he? Not yeah. just in a row, wasn't it? I thought that it, I thought it was something like under Moyes, every team had been different.
1: Wasn't it a unique lineup yeah. every single time? Yeah.
2: That's some. That's some effort.
3: <laughs> There's not even that
0: many players, are there? I was, that's
3: Adam. Sure can't you're can't you're good at math.
0: Work it out. No, it's quite. You, you don't need that many.
3: Well, Rooney was ill, wasn't he? To be fair.
0: Yeah. No. Well, injured, wasn't it? I all I saw was some piece in the paper saying Rooney injury is not a World Cup worry, and I thought. Uh...
3: <laughs> I thought. Sorry. I thought he was in Sorry.
0: I, but like, I just think his his team selections have been a bit weird the whole time. It's been sort of, it's like he's sort of he's just gone right. We're going to go back. To, it's almost Sherwood esque. Like I said last time, we're going to have wingers. We're going to we're going to play with pace, a bit of heart. He's just sort of sticking with what he knows. I I don't understand why since he's since, since as soon as they had nothing to play for. And as soon as Vidic said he was going to Milan, why is he still getting picked?
3: Because he's their best player, or best defender.
0: Yeah, but winning doesn't matter to them.
3: Of course it matters to them. Why wouldn't it matter?
0: Because what what difference does it make if they win the next two games?
3: um, Because you end the season on kind of a little bit of a bump, whereas if you lose the last two games, then... Confidence is gonna be low going into next season, kind of. And some of those players are playing for their future as well.
0: Yeah, well, the Vidic isn't
2: one of them. That's what I mean. I don't think you can drop a player just because he's leaving. If he's a it's... professional at his job, you should be playing as if he's, he's he's still contracted to Man United. So he that's still not be the playing that's like
0: n- that's not the problem I have with it. I don't. Have, my my point would be that you have to do what's best for Manchester United, and what's best for Manchester United in the long run is see is. Smalling, Jones or Evans play have it, playing some football not getting another four more games out of Emmanuel Vidic before he goes off to Italy
3: So he's thinking he's not trying as hard?
0: No, no, I'm not saying that at all I'm saying that the best thing though for Manchester United is is it better for Manchester United that that Vidic has three games more Premier League experience or that Chris Smalling has three games more Premier League experience?
3: I would suggest the best thing for them is not to lose. The season's been a mess up as it is, so you might as well try and salvage something from the season. And that if that means playing your best defender, then, then so be it. And the other thing is as well, is if you've got someone like Smalling or Jones, play you play them for the last three games ahead of Vidic and, and they lose, then you can have people saying, well, why is Giggs picking Smalling and Jones ahead of Vidic? He doesn't know what he's doing. He's got to play it safe a little bit, Giggs says.
0: Fair enough. If that, oh, just have to. We we'll all have to agree to disagree with me. will <laughs> just be on my own here. But I, I just I think... see some some I have, I have some funny tweets about Sunderland love to turn it on against bigger teams, don't they? Their record those last couple of games.
1: Well, you wouldn't have seen them take seven points from trips to the Etihad, Stamford Bridge, and Old Trafford, would you?
0: <laughs> Not at all. But did you see there was no. a, Did you see that Jonathan Wilson was blowing his own trumpet about something he'd said on Football Weekly? Uh, Chris, you're most likely probably to have heard this when he said, apparently in like one sentence, he said, "Well, we always do well against City, and frankly, Chelsea due a home league defeat for
3: Mourinho." <laughs> 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 what did he Pretty really well. You should go pick six numbers on the lottery then.
1: I think I don't think they're getting enough credit for this win. Because it, it could have easily been more as well. United didn't really create a whole lot of clear cut chances, but Sunderland rattled the woodwork twice as well. When Barini looked a, a real handful, and it it's, it is just surprising how they can turn it on against these these big clubs in the big games. But you know when they've got Aston Villa at home on a Tuesday night, they're just so
3: flat. Maybe they're a team that just don't like playing under pressure. No one expects them to have got taken any points from the last three games. So Poirier's just said, just go out and, and play and look what they can do. I mean, when the pressure's off Connor Wickham, he's he's gone and scored. When the pressure's on him to score against these teams lower down in, in the division, he's maybe struggled a bit.
0: It, he's, he's really been a bit of a revelation for them, hasn't he? You? you wonder whether... He's sort of got, got a, a bit, bit of confidence now and that's perhaps going to be the making of him, whether he, he could go on and maybe have quite a good season for them next year.
4: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Well, no, I'm just thinking about the fact that... um, Whether you argue it just this season, but certainly last season... Giggs himself was an influential, completely influential player in midfield, and he's obviously not playing now. That has to have some effect on the team. To go from them being his, however, sort of however, they have been acting in the dressing room, but from just a team player to the manager. Like I don't think that's an easy transaction. I don't think it's a transaction that particularly works very well on any level. Let alone, one of the biggest clubs in the league. I don't think people have sort of focused on that position enough, maybe.
0: I'm just disappointed he's not playing himself.
4: You really <laughs> expected him to, don't you? There's
0: not enough player managers
4: about this. <laughs> yeah,
2: it? I agree. The good old days of Andy Hessenthaler.
1: <laughs> Barry Ferguson up at Blackpool, player manager, he just got so annoyed with his central midfielders that he started playing himself the other week. They <laughs> ended, <up, laughs> ended up winning, winning a couple of games as well.
0: My, I mean, none of them are going to be as good as Edgar Davids. <laughs> Three Decide, red cards, wasn't it? And decided he was only going to play home games. And he gave himself squad number one.
1: <laughs> right, elsewhere in the Premiership, we've seen two teams bite the bullet this weekend, take the plummet down to the Championship. And the first we'll uh, speak about are Fulham, who have ended their 13-year reign in the Premiership. Uh, how do you feel about this, Tom? Because obviously you were annoyed. A staunch supporter of uh, very annoyed of
2: Fulham recently. 18, 18, I think Magath. did went with a bit of a, coward, a good, didn't really they? Decent job, considering they were shambles when he took over. And uh, I really, I genuinely thought they'd stay up. But just it's Sunderland. If Sunderland hadn't gone in this mental run of form, I think Fulham would have stayed up. It's just it came from nowhere. Fulham were doing all right. And they had a couple of bad games. It's just... It's annoying because it's another prediction wrong this season. And I haven't got anything right so far. And I thought that might be the one. How do you feel about Dan
1: Byrne? Obviously, a man on the post favourite. Having a torrid time at left-back. At right-back, rather. What do you expect? (laughs) Danny Murphy was not a a fan of that team selection on... uh, Match of the day last night. Do you think it, the, the blame is entirely at the players' door?
0: I, I think you can look at the squad that has assembled and how it's changed so dramatically.
1: I think the most players used in Premier League history of one season. I think that speaks volumes.
0: And when you look at the you look at the squad that that um, Martin Yold put together at the beginning of the season, with his his approach of well, we're just too good. I I wonder how many of those those players, if you had the numbers, have, have any of them have really even played under McGaff.
2: They've got to be they've got to be gutted about Mitrogli, though. Spent ten million pound on a Champions League striker in January. He's made about two sub appearances because he's been injured all the time. He he would have been the one to keep him up. I said it. I said it when they signed him. If they could get him fit, he would score goals, and they just haven't been able to do it.
1: Champions League to Championship in a matter of months. Will he
0: stay though? They surely can't afford to keep hold of him. I think with parachute payments you can afford to keep hold of people for at least a year, can't you? But would he want
2: to stay where he's been playing Champions League the week before and now he's going to be a long trip to Doncaster on a cold Tuesday night? Not anymore,
1: (coughs) as we might find out later. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers. Yeah. Did Mark Hughes
3: enjoy this one, do you think?
1: I think he might have, yeah. They look, in all fairness, proved to proved his point,
0: hasn't he? He has proved his point. A lack of ambition.
1: <laughs> they are a nice side to watch as well, Stoke, at the moment. Now, all of them goals were, were, were nice moves and nice finishes. I think not many people saw it coming, but Mark Hughes and Stoke City, they're quite a good match. And the brand of football he's brought to the Britannia is uh, quite impressive.
0: I'm. i going to point out that I saw it coming. Oh, did you? Uh, if you listen back to the beginning of the season, uh, and some people were tipping Stoke to possibly go down, maybe I didn't see this though. Uh, is it not? I think that they might have their highest Premier League finish.
2: They're they're almost guaranteed a top half finish. They've never finished in the
1: top half, have they? Not, but I'm, I, I I I doubt it.
0: I I, I feel like paid very little attention to their final position.
1: Right, that's uh, Fulham over and done with, a bit like the Premier League. And we'll we'll move on to Cardiff, who also took the drop down to the Championship this weekend. And they lost to Newcastle, which basically means they deserve to go down. Um, And it wasn't even close, really. It was 3-0 Newcastle. And uh, who saw this one?
0: I, my favourite. Jo- this is my favourite joke of all of football this weekend which is mainly probably because I didn't understand the ones Jeff Stelling was making about the football league but when he said that the, the table was making an even glummer reading for Cardiff because now their name has even changed from blue to red <laughs> <laughs> it is a sorry
1: state of affairs down at South Wales isn't it the dream has not gone well and it started so brightly with that win over
0: Manchester City. You know, I just think there's lots of people saying, talking about how that it's all Vincent Tan's fault and all this anger to Vincent Tan, all massively overlooking the fact that without his money they wouldn't be in the Premier League.
3: Well, that was it for years. They were always knocking on the door, but they either choked or they just didn't quite get there. And then they had their chance and this is what happened.
2: They needed more of Vincent Tan's mates in the... Uh director's box and on the, the touchline didn't they that could have kept them up but I think they've they've been the worst team in the league all season I'd say consistently I think that, to be fair I think most people expect them to go down they probably expected to go down themselves their fans were probably resigned to the fact before the season and if they stayed up it would have been a brilliant achievement but I think over the whole season they've probably been the worst team in the league
0: when you look at the season at the whole, but if you think about before they sacked Malky Mackay, and you had F- Fulham were doing really piss poor at that point, which and so were, were Palace were even worse. So then they must have been thinking, like Tom, uh, like Greg said, sorry, they they won at Man City, they weren't doing terribly well. They they weren't nailed on for relegation like like you would have thought that Palace were. It just shows that you when you make the right appointment, look at look where Palace are now.
1: Okay, so and we'll move quickly on to Newcastle and this, I think, a little bit ridiculous 69th minute walkout, which, if anything, seemed to spur the team on because they (laughs) went from 1-0 to 3-0. I don't
0: know what you've achieved there. Essentially, you're just leaving with the same people who leave a little bit. You're just leaving 10 minutes earlier than the people who leave early anyway. What I I didn't understand,
2: the main thing I didn't understand, was there were fans leaving and then there were fans standing up applauding the people that were leaving <laughs> what? It's like, well, why did done, they not just take, leave themselves well,
0: well done you've taken a stand but I can't afford to
3: yeah it's quite a noble gesture isn't it like, that sort of thing doesn't happen over here very often does it
0: well yeah but why would you tu- why would you turn up after 69 minutes and it's like I've turned up I've gone, I've had my half time pie so they still have my money and now I'm going to leave
3: but they've already got your money in their season ticket anyway
0: just do your yeah but don't give don't give them more by having the, that that half time pie was probably like four quid.
3: <laughs> not as good as the cheesy chips that Stevenage, if you ever saw that tweet.
2: It would be more of a gesture if they didn't turn up and didn't turn up in the first place. Exactly.
3: Uh, yeah, I suppose you've already paid your season ticket then, you know, you're not going to lose any money or, or whatever have you so you might as well not go.
2: Uh, why why was it 69th minute as well? What's that all about? Cuz that they, was the last
1: time they won a trophy. Right.
3: But they're a big okay. club though
0: got the best fans in the world
2: because <laughs> if it was if it was so if it was 2001 they wouldn't be leaving in the first minute would they no
4: <laughs> but you would love to see that because that is the kind of thing they do
3: that would be good wouldn't it everyone takes their seats then gets up and walks out <laughs> <laughs> don't,
4: don't
1: the, do the Newcastle supporters need a bit of perspective they are top half in the premiership there's a big thing
3: they? yeah there's a big thing about them being like you know they're the they're a massive club and um, the Geordie fans are the best and all this sort of thing. Well, they're not a big club, really. They've got a big stadium and they've got a fairly big catchment. But they're not a big club. If they haven't won anything since 1969, the fans have do got
0: they a better have that, Do they have that big a catchment? Is it just the fact that they're a one-city team?
3: Um, you've got Sunderland there as well, I suppose, yeah, don't you? But, I mean, but well, that, you're going to Berwick Rangers the other end, do not you? But, I mean... <laughs> you, you, they they're kind of symbolic, I suppose, for the city. I suppose, aren't they? But they are just a mid-table team. I don't really know what their fans are expecting.
0: I also don't really know what what their problem is with Mike Ashley. I don't um, either.
3: No, I think you're right.
0: There's also I was I was I was watching the football, but um, my my my, uh, my father-in-law was uh, was mowing the grass and he had talk spot on, so he could listen to the game. And after the game, they had Cool Column on, and someone phoned up about Villa. And someone said the same thing said um, Randy Lerner needs to either spend his decide what he's doing he even needs to spend some money or get out and i was thinking well, one, he owns the club. it's not up to you to tell him what to do and two why does he need, why do these people think that the owners have to spend money to entertain them you and you need to be careful what you wish for look look what they could have him sell up and you could have a Vincent Tan, and you could have some maniac, or worse than that, and you could be a Blackburn, or a, or a um a Birmingham.
2: Say it. Or a Portsmouth. Yeah, you want to say it.
3: It was difficult to know who the bonkers owner was at Portsmouth. There were so many.
1: Yeah, I think the one that wasn't real, the one that didn't exist, he was the most bonkers one. Was he the Russian? Oh no, he's real. I think his dad's now in jail. He was real, but his money wasn't real. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, there are Newcastle are a well-run football club, you know, financially. And I think there's so many clubs out there that, you know, the likes of Blackburn and Birmingham, that's, that's all, all they crave. You know, as someone who's going to make sure that their club has longevity. And I think maybe a sense of perspective might be needed up on...
3: Uh, Tyneside. They're very hysterical, aren't they, Newcastle fans? They're a bit like Liverpool fans, aren't they, in that way? It's like... Okay, what... It's like all or nothing, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, what should we go on to next? We'll brush over the swansea Southampton again, because nothing happened in that, and I don't want to talk about it. We'll, we'll quickly discuss West Ham Spurs, because if Hugo Lloris wasn't on the pitch, that could have been... A blood bar. He made a string of fantastic saves.
0: They don't they don't deserve him, do they?
1: <laughs> no that back four doesn't deserve him. Carl <laughs> Norton does not deserve Hugo Lloris behind him.
3: Do you think it was a sending off?
1: Um well I think so.
3: I thought it was as well.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's many complaints there and um I didn't think it was an own goal either. I thought Header looked on target.
0: There was a fantastic. My favourite bit in the whole game, which was a, a massive blow for Carl Norton, was when I don't know who the referee was, but um, Carl Norton had done something to get booked, and he'd walked up to the referee and was talking to the referee, and the referee clearly didn't know who he was, so he physically grabbed him by the shoulder and turned him round. His <laughs> name and number. That's again. That that doesn't happen to Wayne Rooney, really, does it? <laughs> I just. Uh, he, is he going? He can't see him staying around,
4: can
3: he? Either manager you could say that for, can you? No,
0: I didn't. Sorry, I meant you. I was still talking about Larice.
4: Not with all the, the big clubs, as you would call them, looking for goalkeepers. I don't think he'll be there long.
0: Imagine if he goes to he goes to PSG. <laughs> Danny Alves as well. They're starting to become the whole package.
1: How about Andy Carroll? He didn't do. He didn't score. Well, you could say he scored with the Harry Kane own goal, but he did have a. A very good afternoon. It was a real handful for the, the Tottenham back four. Just, do you think that he's uh, that's enhanced his chances of getting on the plane?
3: Problem is with players like that is you can, when you start playing the way he does um, in international matches, referees clamp down on it. He was complaining about it happening in the Premier League, so if it happens here, it's going to happen in the World Cup, isn't it?
0: I, I think it's, he's done himself no harm. I just feel that he left it was left too late. And I think, I think, his lack of doing it in an England shirt, he might be lucky now, especially with Jay Rodriguez's injury, that he might manage to make that thirty, and then if he's able to do something in a friendly, he might, he might edge his way on. But I think that, <laughs> that I know that Greg and Tom probably won't agree with me here. I feel that, that Lambert has done nothing wrong, and that's why, and that alone is why he he'll probably make it. Everything. He's answered every question that's been asked of him in, in well, in an England shirt, I suppose. I'm refusing to reply.
2: My silence speaks volumes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's two votes for Andy Carroll from Greg and Tom then.
2: <laughs> Definitely.
1: Did anything else happen yesterday? Well, we can I talk can't about... even remember what games... Oh, Villa won. We could, yeah. talk...
0: We could talk about Chris's favourite game as well. We don't care about Villa.
1: Okay, well, Villa won... We've touched on that. Now, Chris, what do you want to discuss?
3: I don't know. Is this Everton Man City?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I completely forgot that happened. Um, yeah, let's discuss that. Chris, talk us through it.
3: Um. Well, they shysters lie down and open the legs in the air and had their bellies ripped, didn't they? Oh. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I think I think Everton played well. I mean, that Barclay goal was fantastic. Really, it really good off. goal.
0: And, uh, it, re- it reminded me of, of um, Rooney's goal against Arsenal. Yeah, it did
3: me as well. And then the commentator said it, didn't
0: he? I've seen a lot of Everton fans on Twitter having a dig at Sky because Martin Tyler was, was and Gary Neville were both criticising the atmosphere at Goodison. But I was watching it and I, I can't help but agree with them. It did feel a bit weird. Did, did you... Did, does anyone else I haven't seen. I didn't see that game on much of the day.
3: There didn't seem to be any ironic cheering when the city scored or anything like that. I mean, they no, would. No, but
0: there the, just there wasn't that sort of. It was it was sort of those moments in between, you know, when, when especially with a a crowd like you get like at Goodison, where you have, have have that crowd, when the crowd take the initiative and decide that they're going to try and lift the players that just never happened. It was like, it's like they weren't, weren't like, it was like they, they were, not that they weren't bothered, it was like they were sort of, they were sort of in this sort of limbo sort of thing. So they're sort of like, half singing, half cheering, half not caring.
3: And Yeah,
2: I mean. That's I... wrong, isn't it? You should, you should want your win, to your own team to win ahead of anything else. Whatever happens, if, even if it's to, Means your big rivals might win the league. It's your own team. You back your own team to win first, and if anything else that happens,
0: it's relevant. But what do you do, Tom? Do you back your own team to, to do? Ba- I'm, I'm talking from purely from a hi- hypothetical point of view. But if if there are, if, there's, if there were, if the result would have had some sort of bearing on Everton's overall league position a 100% but losing that game wasn't either here nor there for, for Everton we, we were already finishing fifth
3: it was a bit like 95 wasn't it remember Anfield when Blackburn had to um, beat Liverpool and there's the whole thing about will Liverpool roll over and all this sort of thing and Liverpool won that game and the fans were cheering just as much and then of course it's only seconds later that they realised that Blackburn had actually won the league but I mean it was all the stuff during the week of, you know, we want Blackburn to win, but when it came to their own team scoring, they still cheered.
0: Or well, do you remember when, when Gerrard set up Didier Drogba so Man United wouldn't win the league?
3: <laughs> no. No? No. Forgot I was
4: going to say, Tom, what about when um, uh, Pompey went to West Brom and if West Brom won, that sent Saints down. You really, yeah, I, really I, thought I that don't. Pompey were going to go out to win that game? You really wanted them to?
2: I'd I still was wanted that Pompey game. to win. It was a, it was a bonus that Southampton went down, but I still <laughs> want Pompey to win. I went to that game, and whenever
1: Pompey had a shot on target, which wasn't particularly often, our players would get booed <laughs> by the away end, which I think um, just showed our alliances for that.
2: There you go, Tom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems that you're a little, almost on your own. Looks like it. <laughs> but. What, what, d- d- talking about players getting on the plane, it, it I saw some talk on Twitter that people don't think that Ross Barkley's going to go. Surely that's got to be wrong.
1: Yes, he least be in He's being the first. Saying, and who's and
0: saying Ross Barkley's not going? What, the, these were journalists as well. I'm not talking about... I can't remember names exactly. Well, if Roy
2: doesn't pick him, there's something wrong with him. He's... he's,
0: he's Jamie Redknapp said he should be starting didn't he so that's all i need <laughs> well but uh, I, I i i don't know about you guys but i don't disagree with jamie mm-hmm. oh.
3: um, you'd,
0: you'd, i'd my... rather have someone who's been
2: in a in a winning game such as then than <laughs> someone like carrick or cleverly who's well, been so you... loose to using this that's exactly the
0: what i was about to say you guys know no know, know that my love for michael carrick is almost undying but I, I can't see how you pick him at the moment. For me, I'd p- be picking a midfield three that was Gerard Henderson, Gerard. Barkley. Yeah, that's exactly my three. Wiltshire? I I can't see how you even take Wiltshire. What at all? If he doesn't play another game. Yeah, but he's good, though. Have we not learnt our lessons? <laughs> Rooney, Beckham. You
3: well you'd have him in the twenty seven man squad, wouldn't you, just to assess that.
2: Considering there's a few other players now that are out in other midfielders that are out of the World Cup, I think Wilshire probably will get. So Oxlade Chamberlain's out now as well, isn't
0: he? Is he is he officially out now? I believe so. Well, that's a big blow. Obviously with Walcott as well. Townsend. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't have taken Townsend anyway, but...
0: <laughs> Neville died. I don't think he would... I don't. I, I think it, it, he'd fallen off the cliff, hadn't he? But...
2: After everyone was raving about him being the best player in the world, after he scored one goal. <laughs> that, was, was my, that was ridiculous. He's only
0: got one trick. He's, he, he's like a very, very poor Arjun Robin.
1: Is that game done now? I can't even
2: remember what game we were talking about. <laughs> 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 um... Well, yeah. So let
0: I, sp- to... I suppose the only, the only last thing to say is, is, Chris, how do you feel about all the injuries that they uh, Man City picked
3: up? Ah, do you know what? It makes no difference. They're going to win the league anyway. So, I hope. in all honesty, I hope Aguera is not too badly injured because I'd love to see him at the World Cup.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Who else is injured? Who's their last two games against? You? They've only got Villa at home. I tell yeah. you what, I think Villa and West
1: Ham West Ham. One that would be easy especially if they play Roger, Roger Johnson again Um but Aston Villa they do strange things about they pop up big with clubs
0: don't yeah. they they did when, yeah but when they could they can't go down anymore so
3: safe exactly now, that. I
0: think that's what's been hindering them recently that
1: threat of relegation but now they've got no they, they're they capable of anything did a, hole,
3: did a bone hole get injured though yesterday I thought so. he must
2: have done because he got taken off in the twentieth minute after he pro- an assist for the first goal. So. That's right,
3: yeah.
2: And Jordan Bowery came on and scored an own goal within four minutes. I've I've, I've seen him play once, and he looked at the world's worst footballer, and he hasn't done anything to disprove me.
0: We're done with that game now, Greg.
2: Right. Okay. <laughs> so
1: that must be Saturday, done. So let's talk about the Sunday games, and I don't know really what's happened. So someone else is gonna. Talk me through it. The early kickoff: Arsenal versus West Brom. What was the score and what happened?
0: <laughs> it was 1-0. Giroud scored and it was boring. Right, done. Second game.
1: <laughs> Chelsea versus Norwich City. At Stamford was... Bridge. It must have been an absolute hammering. It was 0-0. Nil, nil. Oh, good. Another super Sunday on Sky
0: Sports. <laughs> Norwich have a bit of hope that will kill them. <laughs> and it was also very boring. Right, Sunday covered.
1: What do we do now? Well, MVP... You guys
0: can talk about all the football league you want.
1: All right, football league. Blimey, what a day it was yesterday.
3: Lee Clark had a right. David Pleat moment, didn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, we'll start on that, Birmingham. I'm really gutted they get ready I am as well. Uh, that would have been lovely to see Birmingham <laughs> City in the, uh, in the third tier of English football. But it wasn't to be, as Paul Caddis got a... a last game to, to save them from
3: it was an annoying goal because it had already been saved once and then cleared off the line as well and then it was only because the defender tripped over his own keeper that he got to the header to head it in it was a it was just the flukiest goal you could ever score
2: what what confused me was how when Birmingham got that a 93rd minute equaliser to stay in the championship and Lee Clark ran over and got mobs by the fans as if it was managerial masterclass that had Like saved like a minnow from relegation. He's done a rubbish job at Birmingham. And now he's suddenly getting mobbed by the fans for one of his defenders scoring a last minute equalize to keep him in the league.
3: I didn't quite get the fact that they're all celebrating in front of their fans. It's just celebrating the fact they're the fourth worst team in the division.
0: (laughs) I always find that that we are staying up trying a bit strange, isn't it? It's what you're what you're celebrating is not quite abject failure. But for some clubs, that's quite good.
3: Yeah. It was exciting to watch, though, on the Football e show, watching them, um, because they did a thing where they flipped between match-to-match, I think, between Doncaster and um and Birmingham. That was quite exciting when they do that. It's the hope that the Doncaster hands, fans had when, um, at the very start, when they were going one and 2 nil behind up at, up at Bolton, Birmingham were. It was the hope that they had.
1: It was a bit harsh, wasn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Elsewhere in the uh, in the championship, there's another bit of last gas action as Brighton made it into the playoffs with a a very uh, a goal right at the very end to uh, rob Reading of that place, which I think Reading have been pretty mediocre this season considering they've got one of the most talented squads in that league, I'd say. Um, and uh, Brighton are a fairly cultured passing outfit, so they could be a, a nice addition to the playoffs, and it. It's some interesting games in the playoffs because so I think Derby, Brighton, I do expect uh, Derby to go through, but it won't be easy. And then QPR, Wigan—that is a team with a bit of momentum versus a team with not much momentum and a wage bill bigger than British Dortmund
0: and Atletico uh, Madrid. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> oh, combined. Oh, Harry. <laughs>
3: um, that would be interesting so, that game because it would be because int- Wigan have played so much this season that. But- They'll either be absolutely knackered or they'll just push themselves for two or three last games. I think that's going to be quite an interesting match. That or cool. they—they were legs. in
1: Europe. It seems so long ago that they had a Europa League group stage to, come, to deal with. It has been a monumentally long season for the Latics.
2: I think. I think annoyingly. I think I don't want them to come back up, but I think Wigan will. They're just that sort of team. They'll come straight back up. My head says Derby. My heart says Derby. But something else says Wigan. I don't know what else. Foot? Possibly. Possibly my foot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Championship done. It was dramatic and we're going to miss it. But we'll see you in August. Right. League one. Um, what happened? I've oh, forgotten.
3: Uh, Carlisle went down. Went down.
1: Carlisle and Tramir, Fantastic. More Northern clubs in League two. I can't wait. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty all my sewn up apart from those last two uh, uh, relegation spots. So we'll move on from League One unless anything anyone has anything to add.
3: Brentford going up was nice after last year. Yeah, and Donny going that...
2: down as well. That's a yeah. <laughs> they promoted turn. by a last minute goal and relegated by a last minute goal
1: funny old game this football isn't it right league two i think there's someone in this discussion that might have something to say no regarding a, a relegation
4: one As... goal one goal is all they needed to score it's bristol i was talking about that
3: did they get close to scoring late. that one goal
4: <laughs> yeah from from the sound of it i was following it on uh Twitter and I've looked at the stats and it was something like they had like 15 shots and I think they hit the woodwork at three they or did four hit times. The bar. They did hit
2: the bar twice.
1: <sighs> a club of Bristol Rose's thatcher in non-league football <laughs> is
4: huge. I think 94 years they've been in the football league. It's a sad day. It's a really sad day when I was pointed out that we'll be playing Eastleigh next year. Eastleigh and Local. Salisbury City and Welling. Wellingham. I think I've had to Google about four teams to find out where they are.
3: So it's less travelling for you.
4: Oh yeah, they're a little bit closer. Well, especially when the likes of Carlisle and Trammy are going to League 2. You think, wow. oh, don't worry,
1: you, you can still go to Grimsby. <laughs> places like that.
4: No, I am... Um, yesterday I was just in shock because after winning against Wickham, I really, really didn't see it happening. I thought they would have some momentum to pull them over, but um, but today it's yeah, it's settled in a bit now. And new horizons, new challenges. Hopefully, it won't think- take us five years like it took Luton to get out, but we'll see.
1: Who's to blame? Do we think? Because obviously, there was a, a managerial change quite late in the day.
4: Um if it wasn't for John Water we would have gone down last season so I um, don't particularly blame him um, it's been it was, it's was it been since they got really well they went up to League 1 and um, the, the squad that they had they didn't they sort of didn't build on it gradually they just chopped and changed it and it didn't work and Paul Trollope left well Paul Trollope was sacked and went and he was I'm not sure if he is anymore on the coaching staff at Norwich, and it just felt like the momentum they had from the playoff win was just taken away from them instantly, and they've just been a free fall since then. And they've been they've been rubbish. Like there's been so many times that uh, over the last sort of three seasons when they've just like, there is no other way to describe them than absolute rubbish. Um, I don't think it will take as long as it took. Likes of Luton to come out. I mean they play, when they went up to League One the first uh, the last time, they played um, I remember them playing Lincoln, who are now also in non league. So it's all swings and roundabouts really. It's not an easy league to get out of, but see what happens. I don't I think a lot of the a lot of Rose fans went on the pitch and um apparently I've heard they were physically abusing the players and things, which I don't agree with, but I can understand why you would want to punch some of them.
1: Greg, we almost finished ninth. We did. We were a minute away from a top ten finish. Instead, we've managed we've managed thirteenth. But considering the position that Portsmouth are in not long ago, staring non-league football in the face, I think I'll uh, I'll take that. And there's plenty of encouraging signs and a, a new manager in place now to uh, suggest that next season could be a you know hopefully a successful one with uh, some improved performances on the pitch.
2: It's nice not to get relegated for once.
1: It is. It, I haven't had that feeling for a while <laughs> of not being relegated.
0: It actually, what? It wasn't that. It really wasn't that long ago, was it? That you were. Well, I think probably six weeks ago, you, you two probably actually thought you were going down. I was. Oh, I never thought we were going down.
2: I think uh, I, I the said end that of- I said that on the podcast we wouldn't go down. I got one right. There you go. We found
0: yeah. it. Up.
1: Yeah, that, and uh, I think uh, uh, well done to Chesterfield as well in League Two, who um, the best side I watched this season um, in that in that division, and they won the league. So you know they play a lovely brand of football. They pass it around. They've got a bright young manager. In um, I think it's uh, Gary Cook, isn't it? Who was very successful in Ireland. So um, yeah, I'd like to see them uh, perform quite nicely next season as well in League One. Right. I think that is the FL72 done please don't call it that ever again (laughs) I'm just that's that's what Sky makes me think it's called
0: maybe that's what they should do just one big league and then you can go visit one Greg
1: that would be amazing we'd do do well to get relegated from that (laughs)
0: That that would be a, an achievement to hang your hat on, though, wouldn't it? Imagine you have um, you'd have
1: to have a massive relegation zone. You would have to have like nine teams go down,
3: like the Dutch playoffs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Tom, talk us through them again. Oh, I can't remember <laughs> what's happening uh, in in the Eredivisie, Tom, and their playoffs. I don't know. Ajax
0: won the league
1: next week. I want an update. Oh god.
0: Right, so we'll start with betting corner. Um, Ross has kindly sent me the um. The standings, and um, I've done you a bit of a just dis- well, a disservice, Greg. I thought you were closer than you were. no I'm not. I'm out of it. Colin is on plus seven. He is our leader. Then we've got a bit of a gap to Ross, which is on minus sixty seven. Greg, you're just behind on minus seventy one. Then there's quite a substantial gap to me on minus two hundred and ten, <laughs> with Tom behind on two hundred and sixty. Um, You could call that last, Tom, but if I was you, I'd claim that he's dropped James off this. James was last. James is last. Yeah, James is definitely last. He's a (laughs) non-runner. So, um, uh, which one of you two did a bet bet for Colin? Um, I think I did. Go for it then, Tom. Got the to score a brace
2: or more against West Brom midweek. Uh, seven to one, so return eighty pounds for Colin.
0: Colin has never seen returns so big.
2: I know. I was going to bet on there to be a goal in the football league or something stupid like, or the Premier League, like you normally know, does ten pounds to return ten pounds <laughs> twelve.
0: Right now, we had had we did have have Greg setting up a bet for Ross, didn't we? But yeah. now I've seen how close it is, I'm going to actually overrule that and go with the the bet that. Ross has sent me himself because it's equally as ludicrous anyway. Okay. <laughs> he has gone for Hull to win the FA Cup.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: At eleven to four. So his return is thirty seven pounds.
1: So G- Greg, you're up? Right, I've gone for the Premier League action next week. I've got Chelsea to win Cardiff, Liverpool to beat Newcastle, Spurs to beat Villa, and Everton to beat Hull. And uh, ten pounds, forty two pounds.
0: Uh, I've gone for both of the Manchester clubs midweek to both win minus two. So I've gone Man United to win minus two, Man City to win minus two, and my ten pound return sixty eight pounds returns 68 five. You round us off, Tom. I put more effort into Colin's bet than mine.
2: <laughs> so so yeah, it's just real now I'm just click on find the everything uh, get me to zero. City versus City, and that will give me
0: two hundred and ninety pounds. Oh, well, from worst to first.
2: Okay, and with
1: the end of Betting Corner, we have the end of this edition of the Post Podcast. has and uh, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Chris, and Emma. Anything that anyone wants to plug, mention before we shoot off.
3: No. N- There's
1: nice. a really great,
4: great podcast that comes out on Thursdays, actually. I'm not <laughs> sure if you've heard of it.
1: No, I don't
0: think it's been mentioned. <laughs> no, what's it called? Um <laughs>
4: something something like Man on the Post Extra. Extra Time. Right no, extra on. time, sorry. I, I came up with
3: that title. <laughs> they're fantastic people on there, very good looking, uh, great opinions, well rounded, educated people
0: doesn't you, sound like, like it's for us, Tom, do you, you could learn a lot.
3: You could learn a lot from them.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's under the umbrella of Man on the Post if it sounds that good. <laughs> With, you could learn a lot from them. I'm just going to kick Chris off this call and we can just finish this now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you wouldn't be making this call if it wasn't for me.
0: <laughs> Busted.
1: <laughs> right, so you've been told everyone, listen to that. Oh, yeah. I might listen to it this week. <laughs> <laughs> no i know um how good it is right so with that and seeing as no one else has anything else to plug i will end it there so i'll say goodbye from chris
3: Thanks. uh
1: goodbye from adam bye bye from emma bye. Uh, goodbye from tom yeah it's goodbye from me and always remember to keep your mind my- on the post